If you're just tuning in to Civic Cipher, I am your host, Ramses Job. Big shout out to my man, Q Ward, who is still traveling the globe, but he will be back with us next week, I can assure you. Um, but for now, we have a special guest in the studio, longtime friend of the show, and my teacher, Dr. Camilla Westenberg, uh, who is Professor Emeritus of English and Music for over 40 years, as well as the second Vice President for Political Action of the Maricopa County Branch of the NAACP. Today, we have spent some time talking about the Jacksonville mass shooting, but for the second half of the show, we are going to shift gears and be discussing DEI training, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion training. Uh, these are things that you often find in the workplace and other places where human beings are organized and have to interact with each other across racial lines. And so there's been attacks in recent months and years on whether or not it works, and we are going to provide a case for DEI training shouldn't need it and it doesn't i know but that's what we're here to do so first and foremost uh we're going to discuss ba ba becoming a better ally baba and today's baba is sponsored by unknown union the fashion house situated at the intersection of meaning innovation and culture For more info check unknownunion.com and i want to share a bit from the arc times that's short for arkansas times funny right my but state. but they they are yeah. oh that is your state that yeah right state. yeah shout out to arkansas one time um and hopefully we'll be on the air there soon we got yeah we're, we're negotiating so shout out to arkansas um they're always in the news for like uh -huh. heavy oh, things yeah. and being on the wrong side of stuff but sure. today we're sharing some some good news so the uh school districts uh calling the state education department's bluff by keeping african-american studies on the books um, schools in Little Rock, North Little Rock, and Jonesboro say they'll continue to offer AP African-American studies despite a last-minute maneuver by the Arkansas Department of Education to defund and discredit the class. The Little Rock School District Central High, North Little Rock High School, Jacksonville High, and the academies at Jones Jonesboro, along with the charter schools, North Little Rock Center for Excellence, and East Dame High School have all confirmed they will offer the course and calculate grades mm -hmm. on the same elevated five-point GPA scale as other AP classes. A message sent to East Team parents revealed details about how the state conveyed the last minute news to schools. In fact, East Team students had already been in school for more than a week before their high school director got word of the state's decision. Jokes on the state, though, since East Team will not only continue offering the class, but will award the school's first Medal of Historical Pursuit and Valor to students who complete it. The Jacksonville North Pulaski School District confirmed Thursday that they will also continue to offer the class. Education supporters and representatives for these Arkansas schools that commit, committed to offering the class said they're exploring options for covering test costs for the AP African American Studies exam since the state will not do so, unlike with every other AP class. So again, shout out to the yeah. folks fighting back in Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, we like that. Yeah. All right, DEI training, does it work? Okay, <laughs> well, the short answer, if I may, is yes, absolutely. Um, I've seen attacks recently suggesting that DEI is preaching to the choir. The people that come to DEI courses, are they already feel that way. Um, there have been people who have, you know, did the cost analysis of the entire industry. Uh, DEI is a $3.6 billion industry, something like that. And so the folks that are involved in DEI training have no incentive to see racism go away and because they're gamefully compensated to um, weed out 
violations, everything is always a violation to these people. And so they're not to be trusted, um, so forth and so on, right? And so these attacks on DEI erode a lot of what people were asking for, a lot of what activists were asking for, um, and the more vocal of us in 2020, and let's be honest, in the entirety of our history in this country, um, because a lot of what has been asked for has been conversations, understanding, mm -hmm. sharing of information, um, insight into what day-to-day -day life and activities is. Um, and, you know, when people start to put a dollar amount to things, then businesses start to pay attention. It's no longer about, does it feel good? Is it the right thing to do? Um, it's more about, are we spending money? Are we paying less to our shareholders and to our stakeholders and to ourselves for something that doesn't work. And so you can see how easily a narrative that runs counter to the intention of DEI uh, could conceivably take root where there is a fiscal incentive to um, corporations around the, around the country. And so this conversation is certainly necessary. Um, before we get into the nuts and bolts, any thoughts, any early thoughts? You know, the concept of um, DEI as um, a tool or a curriculum, in many ways, it's, it is needed. But I find it very novel, uh, just for me personally, because I think I was traveling down that road as soon as I became an adult and began working. Okay. The necessity was obvious to me. Sure. sure. You cannot be a be-all to everyone. And when you walk into an environment where your audience is eclectic, you cannot use the same pattern and structure for everyone. You're going to have to deviate a little bit. And you have to know the nuances. Thank you of how you need to deviate and even why you are sure. deviating. Sure. So, the, I, 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 it, of course, it's necessary. Okay. It's obvious to me. Obvi very obvious. It's okay. obvious. All right. So, um, for those of you who might have encountered some of these attacks on DEI, and, and I know, I know there's been attacks on African-American studies, mm -hmm. that it's been rebranded as critical race theory. There's been attacks on wokeness, which is effectively pursuing, pursuing a more equitable society. Mm -hmm. There's been attacks on diversity and equity and in, diversity, mm -hmm. equity and inclusion, which is understanding how we relate to each other in the workplace. And everything is it's very easy to drape to trace the roots of all of these attacks to divisiveness uh let's be honest hate and um a far-right political agenda and insecurity who okay yeah we have you up here to say the truth and you do just that all right um now i want to share some things that help make this point for us um, 
DEI training has been increasing in prominence since 2012 with major boost in 2020 and 2021. Um, let's talk about Juneteenth. Of course, MLK Day, historically, that has been uh, a time of the year when folks try to do their, their little part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Black History Month, of course, is the, the time of the year when, you know, some companies will acknowledge. Times. Right, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kwanzaa and other, you know, other sure. little moments, right? But DNIs is an additional step that often enough companies can make. Right? So, as I mentioned, uh, DEI attacks from the right, suggesting that the $3.6 billion DEI industry needs racism to sustain itself, right? Uh, so, it finds racism everywhere. Um, and a particular individual who has a lot to say about this is a former DEI trainer and black man, uh, he's a current black man. He's not a former mm-hmm. black man. <laughs> well, depends on who you ask. Yeah. But he's a former DEI trainer slash black man. That's what I'm saying. And his name is Eric Smith. Uh, and he said on Fox News, if you're making money off of racism, the last thing you want to see is for it to go away. Now, I mentioned this a bit on our social media this week on Civic Cipher's uh, Instagram and TikTok and all that sort of stuff. So folks who've seen it and interacted, um, I appreciate that, even the people Mm -hmm. that disagree, but, you know, allow me to elaborate. I can Mm -hmm. do a lot more of that in in a full segment than I can Mm -hmm. in 30 seconds, right? So, um, for those that saw that, you might recognize that I posted a counterpoint, which suggested that the cost of racism um, had impacted the economy to the tune of $16 trillion. So, while people are saying DEI training costs $3.6 billion, Racism costs the economy sixteen mm-hmm. trillion um, uh, because of discrimination, and this is from, I believe it was, might have been Chase Bank, um, Citigroup. That was it. So uh, I'll read. Since two thousand, U.S. gross domestic product, and this is from NPR, by the way. Uh, U.S. gross domestic product lost that much as a result of discriminatory practices in a range of areas, including in education and access to business loans, according to a new study by Citigroup. It's not an insignificant number. By comparison, U.S. GDP totaled $19.5 trillion last year. Um, so $16 trillion since 2020, right? So over the course of 20 years, the economy was $19.5 trillion uh, as of 2019, I believe. Um, this is articles from 2020. Um, so here's some some other points. Um, oh, real quick. And not acting to reverse discriminatory practices will continue to ex- exact the cost. Citigroup Citi estimates that the economy would see a $5 trillion boost over the next five years if the U.S. were to tackle key areas of discrimination against African Americans. Now, this is Citigroup. This is not Ramses. This is not Civic Cyber. This is not Dr. Westenberg. Okay. Yeah. Citigroup saying this. And I, I don't believe Citigroup plays the political game to the degree that mm-hmm. a lot of our elected officials do. Okay. Citigroup is about money, literally. Right. All right. Uh, so here's some, some points. $13 trillion lost in potential business revenue because of discriminatory lending to African-American entrepreneurs with an estimated 6.1 million jobs not generated as a result. $2.7 trillion in income lost because of disparities in wages suffered by African-Americans. $218 billion lost over the past two decades because of discrimination providing in providing housing credit. $90 billion to $113 billion in lifetime cost, lifetime lost from discrimination 
in accessing higher education. And there's several more bullet points. Um, but uh, I want to also add that, you know, to your point, Dr. Westenberg, there's so in school um, and this is just me. I don't I don't have this written down, but I'm glad mm -hmm. you made the point because it allowed me to remember. Um, I went to school for marketing. My mm -hmm. my bachelor's is in marketing and my master's is in management. OK, so we learned marketing. That's what I had to learn mm -hmm. in school, Arizona State University. Yeah. And one of the things that we learned is that there are blind spots when dealing with people who don't come from where you come from, don't mm -hmm. live the same life that you live with. Uh, one example that comes to mind is Colgate. Um, for Colgate to sell their toothpaste in Spanish-speaking countries, they have to understand that Colgate translates to go hang yourself mm -hmm. in Spanish when you read it, Colgate, right? Um, in Spanish, that means go hang yourself. And people might not be so... Yeah likely to purchase this mm -hmm. off the bat, right? It, it needs a, mm -hmm. a, a serious rebrand. But if you just want to open up that market and you don't know that, mm -hmm. then you're going to run into some problems. You know, your sales projections are going to be mm -hmm. off, right? And this is exactly what happened. This is why the story made its way to my class because of corporate blind spots. Mm -hmm. Another one is that in countries where there's low literacy rates, mm -hmm. some people purchase items based on the pictures mm -hmm. on the label not necessarily based on the language. Sure. Um, and it's not just low literacy rates. It's, you know, in this country, we brand everything in English and other parts of the world, they don't read English, mm -hmm. speak English. It's just not a part of their life, right? Mm -hmm. But we want to still sell the same products with the same labels and so forth, right? But it doesn't matter. If they can't read English, even the name of your company, mm -hmm. they're looking for the pictures, mm -hmm corporate blind spot. Right. People are looking for the pictures, sure. regardless of literacy rates, regardless of any of this stuff. If they don't speak English, they look at pictures. Okay. Just, sure. All right. So if you're with me, watch this. Gerber. Mm -hmm. Babies. Babies. It's a picture of the baby. The baby. So what people were horrified to find out is that people are selling ground up babies in these little tiny jars, right? And so no one wanted to buy Gerber um, in these other countries, right? Now, that's two that that come to mind that I learned in school, right? Mm -hmm. And those weren't specific to the differences in African-American mm -hmm. life versus, you know, gotcha. white mm -hmm. American life. But you begin to see the fact that corporate blind spots exist, sure. right? Now, if corporate blind spots exist, then you miss your sales projections. Um, in addition, uh, you can offend different communities. I remember a campaign not too long ago from Toyota, so they had a commercial and they were trying to appeal to African-Americans mm -hmm. and they had African-Americans using the products and enjoying themselves, mm -hmm. going on trips, et cetera. And then at the end of the, the commercial, there was a person smiling mm -hmm. and they had a like a gold a teeth gold. or a grill mm -hmm. or something like that. And it had the Toyota logo in it. Uh, and it, it, then black people, rightfully yeah. so, we were like. Yo, what does Toyota think of us? Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, do they think this? And just, yeah. 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 Um, with you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a, there's an example here um, that I have that I actually uh, wrote down. Uh, this is from August 29, 2023. So this is a recent example. Okay. Uh, uh, this story comes from Black Enterprise. KFC is in hot grease <laughs> after Black Twitter called out its racially offensive ad campaign 
billboards across Canada. This was a Canadian com- mm-hmm. country, but you know, a lot of similarities uh-huh. between our two societies, right? Uh, billboards across Canada displayed black people enjoying its famous fried chicken under the slo- slogan of it's finger licking good. Mm. No problem yet. Finger licking mm-hmm. good has always been their slogan, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. our sensitivities have changed how we're viewed has changed, but mm-hmm. you know, no problem just yet. Okay. Uh, and this drew criticism for tone deaf imagery. Okay. Criticism mm-hmm. though is not the biggest part of the story. Let's keep reading. Um, Azim Akhtar, director of marketing for KFC Canada's, uh, presented his latest campaign to Twitter on August 24th, expressing how he couldn't be more proud at how well it seemingly turned out. Quote, sorry utensils, it's finger licking good, unquote. He wrote, reiterating the motto featured in the ads. However, his tweet gained traction in a negative light. Naysayers suggested that the team missed a mark displaying black people in an advertisement that perpetuated historic, historical stereotypes against them. In other words, the actors in the ad mm-hmm. campaign, right? And the, and the people in the, in the, in the photographs and in, in, in the uh, commercials were black. Mm-hmm. And now, to be fair, I want to tell the whole story. He did have other families okay. using the you same marketing mm-hmm. um, strategy. Right. But on Twitter, he only used the black families, right? And he was very proud of it. But because of this oversight, what ended up happening was he ended up offending black people. He's like, okay, black people are licking their fingers, like mm-hmm. so yeah, grateful right, to have right. a piece of chicken. Right. Um, and, and, you know, there's a whole his- history there. You yeah. know, uh, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you know that black people didn't always get to eat chicken. We right. had to eat innards mm-hmm. of pigs mm-hmm. and cows and stuff like that for a long time. Um, but for a person like this that doesn't know that, he might think, well, if I don't interject the Asian family and the white family using the same, same. marketing mm-hmm. uh, uh, assets mm-hmm. for the ad campaign, then it looks like we're just kind of saying here, black people, this is we know this is what you what want you, and what you like. Yeah. And it's offensive. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, corporate blind spots leads to losses in revenue. We mm-hmm. talked about the what was it? Sixteen trillion dollars over the course mm-hmm. of 20 years. Corporate blind spots. Now, mm-hmm. let's add to that lawsuits um so we talked about marketing blunders mm-hmm. uh we talked about corporate oversights mm-hmm. but lawsuits people get sued when they step out of line people get sued for touching my hair right for those that are you know, i mean this is radio so you can't see me mm-hmm. but i've said it on the show time mm-hmm. and again i have a huge afro mm-hmm. and it is very touchable to people <laughs> that you know yeah, oh my god look at this you know yeah and uh, I don't mean to generalize here, but, you know, you're uh-huh. a woman and women have a tendency to wear their hair longer mm-hmm. and black women's hair is very special. Mm-hmm. It does all yeah. the tricks. The I know that because I have about the crown act. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. And for people that and I, I'm not trying to put anyone down and you you may not know this, but I want to say this because it's based in reality mm-hmm. for people who have been entitled mm-hmm. blindly entitled to being able to do whatever they want move how they want and feel like they mm-hmm. will be well received have not had to move with caution rather have moved with reckless abandon throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of their lives mm-hmm. touching someone's hair is feels like right. uh, i'm i'm acknowledged i'm i'm yeah. doing so, you know yeah. what i mean but 
uh, you know, at a point it becomes harassment. At a point, uh, sensitivities need to be in place. We have a different reality. We have a That's different appreciation for DEI. DEI. Thank okay. you. Right. For black folks. There just you go. Know, you know, hair is a it's it's very special, special. to us. Yeah. Special. It's different. <laughs> not saying that other people's hair is not special to no, them, but, but it's ours is special to us right. in a special right. way. Right. And and partially because society has made it that way. Mm-hmm. It probably would not be special if if we didn't have to protect not- it so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Precisely. Now um, let's talk about office humor, jokes mm-hmm. that are shared, that are that that these things that are offensive mm-hmm. to 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 black and brown and other marginalized peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, you might think you're connecting. I remember once I went up to Prescott, Arizona, mm-hmm. the sticks for those that don't live here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hanging out with a family that was up there and they started telling racist jokes. Mm. And I found out later they were trying to relate. They were trying to be funny, wow. make me feel welcome. That's uh-huh. all they knew. Yeah. But it was obviously very offensive. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I had to sit there and smile and laugh. I was a teenager at the mm-hmm. time. Um, but the fact of the matter is that well-intentioned, well-meaning mm-hmm. people in corporate environments can find themselves on the worse end of a lawsuit mm-hmm. or of sure you know uh tone deaf marketing mm-hmm. strategy or um a, a, a corporate oversights or whatever and so uh, i know i talked of all us the whole okay. time i'm so sorry but no no so you 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 were vibing you were going into it and okay. that that is your area of expertise sure, sure, too, sure. so i well i appreciate that yeah but the long and the short of it here is that Diversity, equity, and inclusion does have its benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, if people don't know, then they will continue to violate. Mm-hmm. And we don't get the best of each other. In fact, I believe that we tend to uh, retreat away from each other without that type of education. Very so, true. With that in mind, um, that's going to do it for us here on Civic Cipher. So mm-hmm. as always, I'd like to thank you for coming up and hanging out with me thank once you. again. Uh, make me proud well um (laughs) i i've done my best to do that that you have taken the time with me the young age and um i hope that your investment in me pays dividends sure sure um dr westenberg again professor emeritus of english and music for over 40 years as well as second vice president for political action of the maricopa county branch of the naacp my teacher my mentor um my traveling companion through life uh, particularly insofar as topics like these are concerned um, and a joy as always uh, for for those of you that want to know more please hit the website civiccypher.com follow us on all social media at civiccypher you can follow me at Ramses Jaw Q is I am Q Ward and until next week y'all peace <laughs>